Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue. The Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue. And I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. Thank you for tuning in to the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson. It's Friday, November the 6th. And today I have on the show Steve Forbes from Kentucky Death Metal Band Created to Kill. And he is an awesome fucking dude, awesome cat to talk to. Hopefully you all enjoy it. I know you will, because hey, it's fucking metal, right? Anyways, I'm going to keep this short and sweet today. And I know I always say that and then I drag on for like fucking 10 minutes or some shit, but not today. Um, It's been increasingly a hard year. Okay, for so many people, myself included. And part of the way that's been keeping me sane and and everything with work life and home life and and all this other crazy shit is this show. And I am indebted to you guys. And thank you so much for your listens. Thank you to all of the people that I have been able to feature on the show. From Tony Dolan to Chris Black to Rygar, Deb from Lady Beast, Vanek. Trevor William Church, She, Throne of Iron, Wraith, all of these fucking awesome people. Check their episodes out in the archives. You can um, subscribe and see all of that. And thank you to all of them. And you, 
mostly you for listening to the show. I appreciate you. I love you guys. I do want to thank the people who have made this possible for me, which are going to be the sponsors, which is uh, Mom's Music and Maxwell's House of Music in the Louisville, Kentucky, Jeffersonville, Indiana area. Jeff, Mark, Brooks, Bobby, Mike, Howard, Bert, JP, thank you guys so fucking much. Go buy gear from them. It's online. It's in store. If you have anything that you want to get from them, Call them. Email them. They'll get it for you. Also, I want to thank Buddy and the crew at Tattoo Charlie's in Louisville and Lexington, Kentucky. Fucking awesome cats. They did my first tattoo. I need to go back and get another one from them because they do top quality work. Go buy gear. Go buy a tattoo. And listen to the Metal Forge and Womp Rant Podcast and the Wrestling Steve Show. Those are awesome fucking people that I would not plug them if I did not, you know, believe in what they did. So seriously, all of them, thank you so much. And last, but definitely not least, the people who listen to this show weekly and the Patreon subscribers. You guys definitely make this show what it is. I appreciate every last one of you. And with the Patreon subscribers, yeah, I don't make really anything off of that. It's just a little bit of cash here and there to afford, you know, like a new windscreen or, you know, just even a new cable from time to time. Check out patreon.com slash metalforgeradio. Send a like, send a share, subscribe. And speaking of subscriptions and smashing that button, we've just hit over 3,000 likes on the Facebook page this week. Holy fucking shit. That is awesome. So between all platforms there, we're over 3,500 followers. Strong, to the top, power metal, fucking awesomeness. Thank you all so much. I'm going to get into some Kentucky death metal here with Created to Kill. Join me as we go into the frozen tomb.
All right, Metalheads, I am being joined on the line right now with Steve Forbes from Created to Kill. Steve, Kentucky Death Metal Awesomeness. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Dude, splendid. You know, as by the time we record this, and I think everybody knows that this is a pre-recorded show for the most part, that uh, we're waiting in open arms to find out about the election. So... <laughs> <laughs> so when this airs, it'll be uh, the election will have been old news at that point. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tell everybody out there about Created to Kill. Uh, Created to Kill started about in I don't know how many years ago, about 2004. So about 16 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was being able with a drum machine, and we did that for about four years, and uh, then we we played a bunch of shows with this band called solidification their guitarist wanted to start playing drums so we, he started playing drums for us and he's he's been with us ever since and uh, we've had several lineup changes over the years done several nationwide tours uh, a buttload of festivals all over the whole country right so you all have kind of been around for a long time at this point and granted with different lineup changes you've still kept the same pretty pretty close idea to what created to kill is yeah 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 it's uh basically just your straight up straight death metal old school out of the 90s sound <laughs> we try to stick to that right on well i mean i think geographical area does seem to have a little bit of a at least in the thrash scene and traditional heavy metal scenes how does that work with death metal does it have its own sort of sect of like when you're you, you got florida death metal that sounds a certain way or northeast like boston uh maryland stuff like that they have their own sound as well uh, kind of. It, nowadays, it's kind of like a whole, it's all kind of mixed everywhere anymore. I don't know how you would describe Kentucky death metal compared to other where it's kind of. I think a lot we, of Kentucky stuff has a little bit of the sludge mixed in with it, kind of like the uh, the Doom style stuff. Yeah, certain bands do. I, we don't have a whole lot of that, but some other bands do. Right on. So tell me a little bit about the writing process. I mean, everybody for the most part, is from the same area here? Uh, well, kind of. Uh, our drummer, he lives in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's a little far off. And our bass player lives in Lexington, and our uh, singer lives in Versailles, and I'm in Lawrenceburg. So we're all, wow. the three of us are, are within, you know, 30 miles of each other. We've done a lot of stuff, uh, mostly, like, the, as far as, like, the writing process, we do it a whole lot of emailing and texting and practicing on our own. We have like jam spots in Lawrenceburg, Lexington, and Dayton. Wow! So we we kind of just we kind of just rotate around. <laughs> so practice at uh, in Dayton this this uh, this day and practice in Lawrenceburg on this day, kind of thing. Well, it just it just kind of depends on what we've got going on. Like if we're playing a show up north, we'll we'll, we'll practice in Dayton and then head to the show, or you know down this way, vice versa. And we and individually we we go to each other's houses you know and, and jam together too while we're writing. Right on. But, so is it pretty much like a mixed bag of writing? Do you get a an email or uh, a text from the drummer with a beat and it says, "Hey, put something to this," or vice versa? Well, it is, the majority is me and the 
at me sending riffs to like I'll send a basic song of riffs to email to my drummer and he'll go Paul well, Paul and he'll go and uh, put it all what he kind of thinks it how, how he kind of wants it he would put it together and then then after he messes with it for a while then we'll get to actually get together and work on it work out all the kinks together and you know in a jam spot right and it's on. like and like lyrics as far as lyrics where we all just like text each other little paragraphs we come up with and i mostly me i'll go and like put them all together and rearrange them and uh pause who he he'll uh he kind of proofreads after i get done with it <laughs> awesome so it looks like here you have quite a few uh, demos slash EPs out, but you've got a couple of full lengths. You've got Worship or Die, and you've got Desk Construction. Yeah. And it looks like you've got like a live album and live video and such like that. What's next? Uh, what's next? Uh, we're, right now we're right, trying to write a full length, another full length. Um, we've been working on it for several years now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a it's a slow process. Especially for with Paul, he's he's in two other other bands also. He's also playing drums for Necrotic Disgorgement out of Columbus, Ohio, and he plays guitar still for solidification. Uh, solidification is a recording right now. I'm seeing that on the uh, Metal Archives page here, and yeah. it looks like you had played for Solidification live. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. Back in 2012, there was a uh, they had some shows booked. Uh, the Las Vegas Death Fest they were supposed to play. Their drummer quit on them, so Paul was going to drum for them, and I was playing guitar. I learned all their you know their sets, so just to fill in. Oh wow, that must. So you actually got to play Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, that's killer. Yeah, Creative Tequila has played it also two two different times, Holy 2005 shit. and uh, 2010. Wow, dude, that's that's awesome. So why music? Why music? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I what draws you to music? Well, it all started when I was a little kid, hearing Black Sabbath, Jews Priest, Van Halen, and all that stuff on the radio. And I always wanted to play drums for for years. And I got to be about 13, I think. Um, I begged my parents for drums, and they never would commit to buying me some. <laughs> my next-door neighbor sold me. He's like, I'll sell you this guitar if you want it. And I was like, all right. So he sold me an electric guitar, and my grandparents ended up buying me an amp and just been jamming everything. <laughs> and, and then it was I over. You, and then you realized, holy shit. <laughs> yeah i tried for years and years in this little town to try to get you know some people together in this town you know just little people around here to you know people i went to high school with and stuff to start a band we, you know we jammed a little you know did cover songs and stuff like that but nothing ever really got started well i think in a small town you know when you're close to a bigger city and i'm not uh you know whether whether you're close to like uh, in the geographical area like Lexington or Louisville or anything like that, I think you almost have to go to those places. Because where I'm at, I could jam with people from my hometown for sure, but the chances of actually putting together something that's long-lasting out of there is probably slim to none. Yeah. Well, MySpace is what opened us up to meet each other. Other than the, the singer, the, the, the singer I met through my wife, that she worked with him, and we kind of started something, you know, a little bit, just me and him, but once I got on the MySpace, I, I met, you know, a lot more people. That's how me and Paul met, and the guy that programmed our drums, I met him through MySpace. Right on. Just, and Abe so, actually played bass for a for a while in the band as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we we had a bass player when we started and he you know ended up quitting and uh we never could find anybody else so we had these drum machine beats so he was like the heck was that i i used to play bass i'll just start playing bass and singing and he did good you know for a while and we started getting a lot more technical, you know, with the next, with the second album, Death Construction. So he was kind of, we brought in, uh, actually then we brought in, uh, Paul's twin brother, Phil. He played bass for us on Death Construction and all our tour and stuff until I want to say 2017 or 16. And right. he got, and he's in, he, and, uh, Phil got to be where he was in 49,000 bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I mean, so he was just like, I'm going to step down, you know, and let y'all find somebody else if you can. Right. And, Cause uh, I know he's played in coat hanger abortion, uh, heinous killings. So <laughs> like, yeah, uh, lost of the K. Oh yeah. So like, uh, and, and, it, and actually I'm going to click on his link here. Yeah. He's still in like seven bands. <laughs> yeah. He's still in a lot and he's, he's always available for us, you know, to fill in if we really need him. <laughs> but uh, Phil, but, Phil in, yeah, ah. uh, Doctor Doctor Phil good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've known Mike Minton for a while, and uh, we run into each other at a Striper show in Louisville. And we got to talking, and he started out just filling in for us on bass, and he just eventually joined full time. Right on. He and he's still playing with Succumb to Demise. Right, and for, they've been around out here. For, they've been out for a long time too, over a decade. Yeah. Hell yeah! And it's just like that. It's just like you find people that are willing to do it, yeah. and you make it work, which is awesome. There are so many more bands that do that now that because you don't have to be stuck to a man, I can't find a drummer or I can't find a bass player or whatever. With the internet, it's all relative at this point. You can jam yeah. with somebody in Fort Wayne, Indiana or Nottingham. Yeah. You could, you could do that and, and send things almost instantaneous through email or text or anything like that, which is super cool. I've always been intrigued by it. Yeah. Anything like we record substantial, like an album, we actually get together and go somewhere. Right on. All right, Steve, hang out for a second, and I'm going to take a real quick break. Hey, everybody, thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here, and there's three tiers. There's the Dion and $30 tier. It's just a buck. Hey, you're not going to miss a buck. Nobody does. Then there's the $5 Showstoppers tier, which you get a patch, stickers, whatever we have that's in that price range. And then there's the $20 a month Master, where you can get a t-shirt, any size, any color of the Metal Forge logo. Fuck yeah. That's awesome stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you donate on there, guess what? You get the show two days in advance from everybody else. Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash radio. Check it out and donate today. I love you guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks to the sponsors. We're back with Steve Forbes from the Kentucky death metal band created to kill. So <clears throat> how far off do you think the next album is? Oh, it's hard to say. I can never. It's a hard guess. Age, right. <laughs> Yeah, at a guess, I would say a year or two. We're we're probably about halfway writing process. That's awesome. <laughs> 
That's I know that seems like a long time, but yeah, it's it's really hard for me to say because sometimes I'll I'll bust out nine songs in like six months, you know, and then sometimes it takes me a year or two to come up with two or three. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I think being a musician myself, I think that's part of the gig of you've got to impress yourself enough as well, not just a you know you don't do it for just impressing other people you've got to sit there and say you know what i really like this i'm going to keep i'm going to build on it and if it's something that you can't build on you you might as well just scrap it you're, you're right I, I listen to our, our desk construction album like all the time <laughs> just riding around in my car <laughs> right on which actually brings me to my next set of questions here is you say you listen to the desk construction album in your car so yeah. do you listen objectively or do you criticize the stuff that you think that you did wrong? Uh, probably objectively. I really don't try to, well, I don't know what the word is for it. Uh, I guess criticize it too much. It's, I mean, it's over and done with. <laughs> right. But you haven't sit there, and, but you don't I'm, always sit there and be like, you know, I wish I did that differently or I wish that lyric was something else. Um, well, there's one song that got in the, on the master and the symbols didn't get put up very, you can't hear the symbols oh, hardly no. at all, but it was just one song and we were, there was no way to correct it before pressing. We were like on a tight schedule because we wanted to get them pressed before we went on tour. That was the first year we played the Las Vegas death. We're going all the way out West and all the way back. And we wanted copies of the CD. So we kind of just left that. You can hear the symbols, but they're not quite as loud as the rest of the songs. Right. That's, that's probably the only thing about that album that I didn't, you know, that I probably criticized. See, and that's one of the things you could always uh, push it for a remastered version in the future. Yeah, if that guy, <laughs> if that, if, if that guy, if that guy still has the copies, <laughs> you know. And that's, I mean, he surely, uh, surely he still has the master, but I'm not sure. <laughs> definitely. You know, that's another thing that I've noticed as life has evolved musically to the digital medium, along with being able to find musicians all over the world and under every rock and, and under every bridge. One of the other things I've noticed is the loss of information. People people lose hard drives. People delete sessions after they're done, which, you know, there's going to be a whole music generation that doesn't have the, the material for remaster stuff. Yeah. Which is so odd to me because it's like I've always wanted to be able to keep master copies of something in case I ever wanted to go back and change something or, you know, even just remix it for my sake, you know, for something that I could do and say, you know, to hone skill or anything. There's yeah. going to be so many people that can't do that. That's true. Which is really interesting to me, I guess. <laughs> Do you have a favorite place you like to perform? Uh, city city or venue? Let's just go with that way. I only had one chance to play there, but I, I really liked playing Headliners. Yes. In, in Louisville. That was one of my favorite shows, but I mean, it was, it was with Cannibal Corp, so it's going to be a great show anyway. But. Right. <laughs> Uh, that is always a fun place to play. I've played there a few times uh, in my in my career, and I've always the first time I did it, I was like I was like nineteen, and I'd I'd been to shows there before that where the you know the plane was into the into the hillside beside it, and it's just so epic. Yeah, it's such a fun place for anybody who's came through Louisville that listens to the show or is going to come to Louisville. Check out a show at Headliners when when you're able to with all of this weirdness going on <laughs> if you had to choose between playing shows or writing albums what would you do 
uh, it'd have to be playing shows. It's just such an, uh, a rush to be up there and jamming with my friends. Right on. I get that. And it's, <laughs> it's the, the performance aspect of it. It's the, it's the, uh, the attention of it. I think you know, the, Hey, look at me. I'm, I'm up here and I'm doing my thing. And this is what I've practiced so long and so hard to do. Yeah. So there've been a lot of major concert events throughout history. If you could pick one to play in your career, what would it be? Oh my God. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, the only thing I could probably come up with is, uh, that Clash of the Titans tour a long time ago. That would have been cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good one for sure. It's actually a common answered question with that is Clash of the Titans. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's the one with, uh, Megadeth and Anthrax and like, like Soundgarden or something like that. Uh, Alice in Chains. I Alice think. in Chains. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. A lot of people answer that, which I think is really cool because being a, being in the Midwest, I think that's one of the things that we don't necessarily look at the grunge bands and stuff like that to be the death of, of metal or anything. But it's just like, because we accept a lot of different music here. Yeah. As opposed to where people in the, the Bay Area thrash scene who accepted I, it at one time, you know, they just said, oh, well, they, they killed our scene and shit like that. Yeah. I, I mean... I know they were labeled as grunge later, but when I first heard Alice in Chains, I never really even thought of them as different. They were just a different metal band to me. Right. They're they're equally I, I don't look at personally speaking here, I don't look at necessarily the, the tone of your guitar as heavy. I look at subject matter and riffage to be the heavy parts. Especially, you know, I'm I'm a lyric hound when it comes to stuff like that. It yeah. could it could sound like you know, it could sound like Hank Williams and it could be heavy lyrically. The uh, the Clash of the Titans show or, or tour for that matter, uh, definite answer uh, for a lot of people, and it's a and it's a good one. I like that. Do you have a favorite song you've ever written? That I've written, um, it'd probably be um, "Self Inflicted Flame Engulfment" on uh, Death Construction. Guitar riffs on there. I've had some portions of those. I wrote them like in high school. <laughs> I carried those riffs around forever, trying to find somewhere to put them. Right on. I've done that. That's that's pretty cool. It's definitely like I was saying earlier. You you find the stuff that works, and if it takes a year or two to make an album, then there you go. So yeah, just in my case, it was a decade. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> right on. All right, I got one more break. I'm going to take here, so just hang out, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. So let's get into some general profile questions here. These are all about you as a person. Uh, music related for the most part, but still, uh, still just about you about Steve because we're all people these are the things that make us tick <laughs> who do you wish you never saw perform live the Ramones <laughs> 
is there is there like an awesome story that goes with the reason why? Did you uh, not want to go and just went? Oh, uh, not particularly, but we were they were opening for Pantera at Louisville Gardens years ago, and that's weird. I don't know they had one song that I knew that they played on the radio all the time, and they played every song sounded the same, but they never played that song. I was like, why wouldn't you play the one hit that's always on the radio? Right. Well, you know, I think that's a an issue with Louisville is instead of everywhere else, because Louisville has like no real new rock stations. They have a ton of fucking classic rock stations. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. I get it. Who would you want to meet that you've never met? Oh, man. No way it could happen, but a dime bag would be awesome. Definitely. Dime bag Daryl Dar- from Pantera. Shout out. Definitely. Here's the hard. Here's a hard one. Chili, beans or no beans? <laughs> Both. Ah, yes. So <laughs> you like the 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 no bean chili, like the skyline chili stuff. Yeah, I like that and regular chili. Both. Hell yeah! What was the last thing you watched on YouTube? On YouTube, um, some muscle cars that my drummer showed me. He's like, I want this car. <laughs> It was like a, the Charger from the Dukes of Hazard, but it was like all souped up, had a big blower engine coming out of the top. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What is the worst album by your favorite band? Oh, shit. To come up with a favorite band's hard enough, I guess uh, maybe Cannibal Corpse and, I don't know, maybe Bloodthirst. Is the worst album by them, for in your opinion? Yeah, kind of. It doesn't have anything that's super catchy to me, I guess. Right on. I get that. There's, you know, there's tons of people that, that say St. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the, it's just the me, me being an asshole thing here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't do hardly anything in Metallica after the Injustice. <laughs> I, I get you. There's a lot. Yeah. I know. I know tons of uh, thrash people. Who are who are that way? So, what's your most embarrassing moment? My most embarrassing moment, probably when we're opening up up for Goat Whore at the the Bulldog Cafe, and my distortion pedal that I was using at the time had a short end, and it was cutting off and on. Oh my god! <laughs> that place. I don't know if it was the pedal that was the problem because I think it was power surges at that place. It could be. I kicked it across the stage and it started working is all I know. Yep, that sounds about right because <laughs> I was just on the air last week with uh, Tony Dolan from Venom Inc. And we had talked about something something to the similar and it, was, it happened at Bulldog Cafe where the guitar <laughs> kept cutting in and out. And I think it was a power issue, honestly. It could have been. Because that was a brand new amp. <laughs> Most overrated uh, out of three different categories you can choose from. Most overrated musician, actor, or sports team? Uh, I don't really do sports. Uh, a tough question. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll do actor. Um, Brad Pitt. <laughs> I could see that. He just kind of plays the same guy a lot of times. Yeah. I could see that. What is a new skill you're learning? Oh, Lord. If anything. <laughs> Not much at the moment. I'm not really learning anything new. It's kind of being repetitive. Work. I mean, what with the way things are right now, just go to work, come home. Right. That's pretty much all that anybody really can do. Uh, I've stated several times on the show here, if it wasn't for being able to talk 
over the phone to people, probably be up shit creek because some of the, all these on the radio were in person interviews. So <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. What instrument would you like to learn how to play? Yeah, I always wanted to play drums. I, I could play them a little, but I'd like to learn them a lot better. Right on. What's your favorite color? Green. All right. I've got a couple more here. Uh, but before okay. before we get into it, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody? Yeah. Um, I don't know if he listens, but uh, Bob Bond in Louisville, that guy's been my, my supporter of us for decades. Since we started, pretty much. Hell yeah. Shout uh, out to Bob. Uh, I know him. Do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, even when I was when I was doing those festivals for Mayhem and May, I was doing I did those. I don't know if you know that. Um, he he supported those a lot. Right on. So yeah, definitely definitely a shout out to Bob. And tell everybody how they can get a hold of Created to Kill. Um, just go to createdtokill.com. You can there's a contact thing on there. You can click on get my email, or you can go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We got you know all the social media. Hell yeah! You can get go to the Bandcamp page which is createdkill.bandcamp.com. Yeah. You can uh, purchase quite a few things there. You We have several of those EPs and stuff. The, the old stuff we have up there for free. You can just download for free. Right on. Yeah, you've got, uh, it looks like there's Sample of Destruction, Monarch to the Kingdom of Death. You've got the, the, the Live at Central Illinois Metal Fest, and you've got both albums on there. So, And there's also, it looks like there's some merch that, you know, people can go in there and they can buy a koozie or a shirt or a live DVD. Yep. Right on, right on. The live DVD, I'm, I'm not positive it's still up, but it's been on Childbox TV on uh, Amazon Fire and uh, Roku for the past few months. Hell yeah. So give that a give that a view on there if it if it's still on there. So shit, yeah. It's all, it's also free on YouTube somewhere. I think it's on uh, Childbox TV's uh, YouTube. What song or band do you never want to hear again? <laughs> And the Ramones. <laughs> Somehow I knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't impress me. <laughs> I get it because I mean they're they're their own brand of punk. There's not yeah. quite there's not quite another Ramones all, out there. Well, well, when I seen them, they all, every band guy in the band looked like the same guy. Right? Yeah, because they did. Now you said they were opening for Pantera. So no, well, I was wrong about that. It was White Zombie, not, not Pantera. Oh wow! So even crazier. So yeah. So that would have had to have been mid mid nineties then. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, insane. Uh, what was your first concert? <laughs> How do I know that? I knew that was coming. Um, White Snake and Kicks at Rub Arena in 1989. You had backstage passes, didn't you? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was 15. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sure that's going to be the same answer to what is your biggest fear? White Snake and Kicks in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. White Snake and I don't know about Kicks, but White Snake really put on a pretty good show. Right. I still I still kind of dig them. I can yeah, my, I mean they're not my, terrible. My drummer Paul just went and seen them over like 2 years ago, I think, in you know, Cincinnati. <laughs> Definitely. So, the real answer to the question, what is your biggest fear? Uh, hell, I don't know. Catching corona and dying. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, especially now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No zombies, no pirates. I don't know. 
Nah, uh, none of that stuff bothers me. Right on. This is pretty. This is a pretty simple one for for a last question. Denim or leather? Uh denim. Yeah, leather gets too damn hot. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I'd love to ha- love the leather jacket, denim, denim. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate everything that you do and have done musically. You know, you've come out to see my shows when I was a promoter in in Louisville a few times. And I hope to see you again at some more of them. Hopefully there is another one. <laughs> Hopefully you're right. Hopefully there is another one. I actually just updated that earlier this week on the website of it says Metal Forge Live and it's just like on hiatus to COVID nineteen. I'm like, fuck, I hate to have to put that on there, but Yeah. But I mean, it's what I had to do, unfortunately. So Yeah. But hopefully, you know, hopefully none of the places that, that I go to are considered hot spots. So sir. Thank you so much. On the way out, give me a song of yours that you want me to play. Uh, I always dug murdered and mutilated pretty good. It's got a good solo I did in the middle there. All right. And thanks for having me on. <laughs> dude, no, thank you. You know, keep up the Kentucky death metal. It's fucking awesome. Here's for another 16 years of Created to Kill because it's fucking cool. So from the Death's Construction album, this is Murdered and Mutilated.
Musicians rejoice. Confused with all the modern and technical pedal board selections? Look no further. Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards offer their homemade wooden and custom pedal boards for guitarist and bassist alike. Established in 2013, KYHBPB has helped support not only the local Louisville scene, but a large array of big and small players from across the entire country. More info can be found at KentuckyPedalBoards.com. What is your biggest fear? White Snake and Kicks in 1989. <laughs> <laughs>